Hello. Welcome to another finger. Happy New Year. I hope it is going well for you. I hope you are making all of the tiny decisions that will help you become exactly who you want to become. Because that's what it really is about. It's about just making one decision after another and the result of that decision pointing toward the goal that you wish to achieve. So if you want to be a nice person, then just start right now. And if you want to be more present, then be present now. If you want to be more loving, be more loving now. And if you want to be more forgiving, I would say forgive now. But maybe other things could be altered so that your forgiveness isn't required quite as often. Perhaps just relax a little bit. You only need forgive someone if you have let them offend you. So I hope the new year goes well for you. I hope it is going well already. And if it isn't, that's okay. You can just start over right now. Every moment is a chance to start fresh. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different than normal, just because it is more of an update. And as you can see, I didn't properly introduce the podcast. If you do need an introduction about what this podcast is, I would like to guide you to episode one. And if that seems to be something that you're that you would be interested in, check out episode two and continue onward. Um, just really quick, this is episode twenty, uh, which happens to correspond with Jay being twenty weeks pregnant. So I'll give you a quick update there. We had our twenty-week ultrasound anatomy scan. And that was really, really cool. So, forgive my ignorance. I am very ignorant on many, many topics. Even the topic upon which this podcast is based, and that is mindfulness. So I was doing a little research into ultrasounds, trying to figure out how they work, and I learned that an ultrasound uses the same technology as a bat uses to navigate um, its environment. And I thought that was pretty cool. And it made me wonder whether or not this technology would exist if it weren't for bats and other animals who use sonar to survive. So I don't know if it would or not, but... I'm sure at this point it would, but it's kind of cool that, um, at least in my mind, that we learned about bats and then tried to figure out how to use that technology for ourselves. And uh, pretty neat. So the ultrasound was really pretty awesome. You know, everybody's seen the pictures of, of the ultrasounds and... um Photos are really cool, like still shots, but I really liked watching the movement. And uh, you could see a lot of movement inside the womb, 
uh, the little baby was moving around like crazy, uh, crossing her legs, biting on her fingers, opening her mouth, sticking out her tongue. Um, it was, it was really cool. Uh, one of the the creepiest parts though is when they do the face scan and they go, I think they go from deep to shallow. So like deep into the middle of the baby's face and then work their way out. But you get all these different layers and at some level, it's like there's a little skeleton in the womb, a little baby skeleton and it's kind of creepy, but I like creepy stuff. So I was pretty proud of my little girl for creeping me out. (laughs) And it was a really neat visit. This whole process has had me questioning my views on life and creation and wonder and amazement. You know, in theory, we all know that how we're made and how we become who we are, but we really don't, I don't think. Um, As much as science knows and can help us understand these things, I think it's okay if we don't know every little thing and we keep our sense of wonder open. I'm sitting there watching this this little human being scanned with an ultrasound wand. And at some point, the technician goes into the baby's heart and you're watching this heart pump and you're watching blood exit and blood return. And this fetus at this point is about the size of a banana. You could hold the whole fetus in your hand, cradle it in your hand. And I'm watching this tiny heart, which I can't imagine is bigger than the size of a pea or a bean at this point. I don't know exactly how small it is. But that little heart looked no different than my heart, except for its scale. And it's just really fascinating to me that these cells know how to do what they know how to do. Like watching this little thing develop in front of my face is just mind-blowing. And, you know, I, I know that it happens hundreds of thousands of times every day a child is conceived or born, but I have not had this close of uh, an experience with that. And it makes me just sit back in awe at how life knows what to do and how this world knows what to do. You know, our planet will continue to do what it does with or without us, but the planet is our mother. The planet is what keeps us alive. It's what protects us. It's what gives us nourishment. So what gives us life. I don't know if it's probably a hundred people, but I think Alan Watts was the last person I heard say it was that we don't come to this earth, we come out of this earth. 
So I think it's important that we keep our minds open to a sense of wonder. So the ultrasound went well. As I mentioned, it was the 20-week ultrasound, which marks the halfway point in the pregnancy, which is crazy. Feels like we just started telling people, and now we're already halfway through. So I think that I have a lot of work to do, at least some things to read and some knowledge to acquire, perhaps. Um, which leads me to my next thing that I would like like to talk about is um, some books. Uh, Jay's mother gave me for Christmas a book called Labor of Love, which is a book about becoming the greatest birth partner. And that's what I want. I want to be the greatest birth partner. And I want to do everything I can to ensure that things go smoothly because I know a lot of it will be out of my control. So I figure I should at least know what I can do to aid in this smooth delivery. So I just picked that book up to begin reading over the weekend. Um, Last week I finished reading Liberation Day by George Saunders which is a collection of short stories. If you listened to the last episode, you will have heard that I had just finished listening to a George Saunders book called Lincoln in the Bardo. And I have actually just started another one of his audiobooks titled The Tenth of December, which is a collection of short stories, as is Liberation Day. And I've been reading and or listening to fiction more often lately, and that's been a deliberate move. I recently listened to a book which talked about the benefits of fiction, and so I'm getting back after it. Uh, I have not read a lot of fiction lately, and I can see that something is missing, Um, especially after having read and listened to these books recently. There is definitely something that I miss when I read or listen to only nonfiction. There's like this magical gap in my mind that doesn't get filled. There is a sense of wonder created in good fiction that is a true gift. Fiction's ability to bend reality just enough to shift our perspective, even a fraction, is its real power. This little fraction could be immense, however. We know that over time, a fraction can be a big number. And we also know that that fraction could just be one person. A book of fiction could change just one person's mind. And that person could go on to do great things or to not do not great things, which can make a huge difference in the world. Now, I also began reading this past weekend, The Iliad by Homer. And that book's been on my radar since I read Walden by Henry David Thoreau. As many of you know, Walden is one of the most important books that I've ever read. And that's merely because of when and where I read it and where I was mentally and what that led me to explore which was uh, 
a lot of Eastern philosophy, as well as some classic literature, which I am just about to dip into. So I picked up a copy of the Iliad last, early last summer, I believe, um, when I found out that Stephen Mitchell has a translation. As you also may know, Stephen Mitchell is one of my favorite translators. His version of the Tao Te Ching is one of my favorite translations of all time. Also, his translation of the Bhagavad Gita is my favorite version of the Bhagavad Gita. So as soon as I learned that he had um, translations of both the Iliad and the Odyssey, I purchased both. For now, I'm just focusing on the Iliad and uh, punctuating it occasionally with the uh, labor of love. Anyway, this current shift in reading fiction and being a little bit more open to it lately has been really good. It's uh, I feel a little bit more inspired and creative. And I think that's a couple of the wonderful things that fiction can do. So, one final thing. You may have noticed that the logo for this podcast has changed. This is something I've been meaning to clean up for a while now, ever since I created the original logo. And when I created that original logo, I had um, in my mind kind of what this new logo is. However, I had some help from a really great artist, Rory Jenkins, whose information I will add in the show notes, but I'm very grateful for them and their help with um, making my vision become a reality. Um, They are an extremely talented uh, illustrator and graphic artist And if you're in need of any of that kind of work, I recommend reaching out either through email or their various social media accounts, all of which I'll try to list in the show notes here below. So I think it turned out pretty well. Um, Stays pretty true to the original, but it's more visually interesting in my view. And I'm super excited for it. So, anyway, I hope you're well. Thanks again for joining me. If you find this podcast useful in any way, please subscribe and share. Also, consider rating and or reviewing, as this will help others find us. Check out the website, anotherfinger.com, for a growing list of books which have been a helpful guide on my journey and which have no doubt contributed to the content of this show. This podcast certainly wouldn't exist without those words. Again, I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, enjoy.